straight from WCHL Studios in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It's the Sibling Rivalry Sports Show with Chris and C.L. Brown. Tonight, we have a very special guest from Fox Sports 1 Undisputed. It's Rob Parker. Also, much talk about Jay-Z's new deal with the NFL. Speaking of Jay-Z, I just want y'all to know that me and Bay are down. So if somebody got a problem with Hova, they gonna have to come through me and Bay and Bay Nation. You dig? All my single ladies, holla! But I digress again. They got me digressing every week. Sibling Rivalry Sports. KTEL Records presents the NFL All-Time Hits of recent times. NFL all-time hits of recent times. And here we go. And another one. And another one. It's a hard knock point. That's right, all of Jay-Z's songs are now NFL all-time hits on KTEL Records. Get it soon. KTEL Records is no longer records or tapes or CDs, but it's strictly streaming on 8-track tapes. Thank you and good night. CL! What's the deal? What's the deal? KTEL Records. Or you could have just said Rockefeller because all those songs you said were recorded on that back in the day. Label. Yes. Yes. And that leads us right up to what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, we could have actually got uh, a producer extraordinaire, AJ, to just put that music in, right? Yeah, but I like doing (laughs) Way more fun, CL. Whatever is clever. Well, I'll tell you what's clever. It's time for the big playback. The big playback as we welcome back and come on back for this week. Huge, huge, huge news coming out of the NFL quarters. And you just heard a little piece of it, a little, uh, you know, um, result of it, precipitate of it. And that is... That rap mogul, is that the best way to describe him? That's accurate. Jay-Z has now an official role with the NFL. And that is, do you you know what his official title is? Is it? His official title in this deal? Yes. Um, No. Social, well, well, basically he is going to be working with the NFL um, on causes of social justice and doing entertainment uh, arrangement or what have you. Is that, is that accurate? That sounds accurate. But the, the question I have, I have a lot of questions when it comes to this partnership. And one of the questions I have is it's not technically it's not Jay-Z in the NFL. It's it's his uh, entertainment company, Rock Nation and the NFL. So. Question number one is exactly how much influence, how much control, uh, how much is Jay-Z going to be involved in it? Like, is this something that he put together the deal and now it's time to delegate for others to, to do 
most of the legwork, or is he going to be hands-on in terms of, you know, creating the programs, uh, securing? I, I doubt for the entertainment part of this, I doubt he, he would have a huge role in the actual artists performing and, and securing those those acts and stuff. My my and and my question and what the NFL, you know, signed this partnership in my opinion, um, is is all about the social justice part of of this equation to make mm-hmm. them look better uh, in that avenue. So or in that area. So got a lot of questions with this. Okay, so he he's the live music entertainment strategist. That's. That's the quote. Live music entertainment. And I, I agree with you. Not only probably is he too busy to like arrange acts for halftime shows or whatever, but also, you know, he's a little above that pay grade. But I think that, um, you know, yeah, as you say, his company will have something to do with that. But see, I can't imagine him not being at the table and having a say in the social justice part of that. I think. That's a big part of it. That's why he would have said, you know, he he quoted and said, I think we're past kneeling. It's about time for action. Something something to that, you know, uh, to 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 that effect. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? You can still delegate action. You can still delegate you to others. You know, we, we should maybe look into this and we should maybe look into that without being hands on and without securing, you know, securing the change or what have you. Um, I know he's taking a lot of criticism for this. Uh, currently, Eric Reed for the Panthers, um, who kneeled with Kaepernick when they were both with the 49ers and has continued to be outspoken and was, was with Kaepernick in their uh, lawsuit against the NFL. Um, Kenny Stills, wide receiver in Miami, also uh, has been very critical openly about Jay-Z uh, and this deal. And I, I can get their point to an extent. Um, my the the thing that I, why I'm reserving really coming down on one side or the other on this is I do want to wait and see. I mean, everything Jay Z has done to this point in my mind, um, uh, musically speaking, and the moves he made. I mean, um, it, it's like he's always got a bigger plan. In you know, you might not see it when it happens, but he's always got something bigger planned. So I, I just want to see it all come out. I know TMZ reported, and I don't know how factual this is, and, and <laughs> I err on the side of not very, but um, reported that he's looking to try and become a majority interest owner of a team in the league. Uh, if, that, if that happened to be his master plan, and then he ends up having Colin Kaepernick signed because of it, that would be very interesting to me. That would that would be something I would say this was a victory, but um, but I don't know. I just I have to see it all. I have to see how it transpires from this point on. Well, now see, a lot of outlets are reporting that he's in talks to buy a stake of ownership um, of a team, but I've also seen articles that said that he's not going to become the the owner of a t- like the majority owner of a team. That that would be hard for me to believe that that's going to happen at this point in time. Well, I mean, we haven't really 
hurt any teams that are for sale <laughs> or or any stakes like that. True. So yeah, it'd be hard for me to believe too. And also, I mean, he's done this before. He was he had a a minority stake anyway in the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think technically they were still in New Jersey when he first started that. And part of the deal, part of the reason he was on the team, uh, ownership team, was to help push the arena in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center now, um, and and get that team moved to Brooklyn. So, uh, and then he, you know, bowed out shortly after, you know, getting established up there. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think from the NFL's perspective, it's, it's definitely a big win. I mean, he's still, even though it's not like he's putting out music every year, anymore like he used to but um it's still public relations win as far as they're concerned but the backlash against jay-z that i've seen has been substantial um, in that you don't expect somebody who's uh one of the top you know in the top of the rap game to have his moves questioned like this like like he's being challenged now yeah, he's being challenged. I mean, we should talk about what he said, the kneeling quote and people's response to that, like namely Kenny Stills, who said something to the effect of, have you kneeled? Have you played in a football game at all? Have you kneeled? Have you been on a sideline? You haven't kneeled. You haven't even kneeled one time. So how are you going to say that we're past kneeling? That was his point. How are you going to say we're past kneeling if you haven't kneeled? Well, because it's not like he hasn't done anything for the cause for what they were kneeling for. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was uh, he helped pay like funeral expenses for for Trayvon Martin after his death. Um, I, I don't I don't want to miss misspeak because I, I I don't have that in front of me. But he's done those kind of things and and. Uh, he helped Meek Mill, another rapper who who's been on probation for like 11 years, who has an absurd case um, when you look at the the criminal justice system and how things need to change. And he a helped helped get Meek, Meek Mill out of jail. And and actually, as a byproduct of that comes this partnership because because he was working to try and uh, get Meek Mill out. Him and Robert Kraft, who also <laughs> that's that's an odd couple if you ever heard of one, but Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, was also involved in that, and that's how they connected. And so I think Robert Kraft was was a big uh, part of of getting Jay Z to the to this partnership with the NFL. But you know they they formed. Uh, Jay-Z and McMill formed a uh, what they call the Reform Alliance. Uh, it's an advocacy group um, aimed to change and overhaul the criminal justice system by changing laws and policies and stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's not like he's been sitting out and all of a sudden he's jumping in like this. Like he does stuff that isn't necessarily widely publicized or anything like that, but he's he's been in the background. So, no, he hasn't technically put on a helmet and been on a field and kneeled, but He's been doing stuff, too. Yeah, and, and Kenny Stills does put on a helmet and get on the field. And, Neil, what else has Kenny Stills? I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't done anything else, but I'm just saying, you know, the platform, Jay-Z, Kenny Stills. Jay-Z, the platform that Jay-Z has and the ability that Jay-Z has to influence what's going on. I mean, we are already seeing that he's got quite a platform, and he, this is where he's going with it. See, see although I, I got it. Let me just circle back here. Let me make sure I'm hearing you right. You are not sure 
You feel like, are you saying that you're not sure that Jay-Z is going to be directly involved with the Inspire Change initiative? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure to what extent. I mean, obviously, he's directly involved, but I, I, I'm not sure what, what that's going to mean. My, my main thing with all of this, though, is I just want to see what happens. I want to see what you actually do. Yeah, okay, yeah, you form this partnership, which in some ways I think is suspect to begin with uh, because of the way the NFL treated Colin Kaepernick and because of Jay-Z's past public support for Colin Kaepernick. But, okay, you made this agreement, so what do you have in mind? What's the plan? What's what's going to be executed here? What are, what actual, uh, you know, programs uh, pushing social justice are we going to see? That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I want to see the actual, I want to see the action. And one more thing before we probably need to go to break here. I think Colin Kaepernick needs to speak at this point. I mean, he's kind of been in the shadows, let other people speak for him, that kind of stuff. I think he needs to publicly come out and, and, and speak. I mean, his case is settled, you know. And um, say, oh, well, he probably can't then. He probably can't. Well, no, he can't. That that had to do with his employment with the NFL. That don't have to do anything with with the injustice and and what his what his program is going forward. What what he's going to be doing going forward. I mean, he's just kind of been in the shadows. But you know, I think he put out a, a video saying that he was still training and still ready to play. True, essentially. So. True. Um, so what does that mean? Do you really want to like I, I want to hear from you? You know what I mean? Like, let's let's not let's end speculation and let's end people having to assume what may or may not be going on. I mean, I'd like to see him interviewed to see if he's given up on any NFL dream of playing again. Like, I, I'd like to see him. I'd like to just hear from him directly. Period. I'd like to hear from him directly. C.L. Brown, that and the point about Robert Kraft probably influencing this whole agreement is why you, sir, are a professional journalist. Excellent stuff there. One last question. Okay, look, real quick, real quick. Do Yes or no? Yes or no question. Do you think that Jay-Z will get something done? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, see, you know Jay Z. You you know his yeah, music I mean, so well. It doesn't him. matter. You know his music so well over the years. You know you know what he tends to do. I do not know. This could be a money grab. This could be for publicity. They could do, you know, penny work and say they did something in terms of social justice. I I I, I don't know. I would like to believe. It will. I would like to believe in Jay-Z and that this is going to be for the better of all involved, but I don't know. All right. Well, one thing we do know, CL, is that our guest today, he's got a lot of world of knowledge in a world of different sports arenas. Rob Parker is here. Come on back and join us for this very interesting conversation we're about to have and we're about to continue on Sibling Rivalry Sports 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to the Sibling Rivalry Sports Show on 97.9 The Hill. Joining us tonight, one of my big brothers in this media industry. You've seen him on Fox Sports 1's The Undisputed. FS1. You've, you've read his work in the Shadow League. 
Uh, you also hear him on Fox Post Radio hosting, co-hosting The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard, my man and yours, Mr. Rob Parker. What's yes, going on, Rob? Rob, Rob, Rob. CL, Chris, man, thank you for having me on the show. I, I want to start by saying at some point, you got to throw in a know-how, no way. I'm hoping it doesn't come from something that I say. Hopefully, that's something that Chris says. <laughs> you never work one of those, then, you know. Yeah, <laughs> got to get the trademark, trademark. in. <laughs> well, um, we wanted to jump right in. The NFL, we, we talked about the partnership with uh, Jay-Z's Rock Nation in, in our earlier segment. And I wanted to get your take on the situation, given, you know, all of the background with, with Colin Kaepernick and even Jay-Z's support of, of Colin's uh, kneeling and, and taking a stand. Um off the field, uh, what what do you see coming out of this partnership? Is there is there any way on the surface? It almost seems like uh, Jay Z is is crocking, crossing a picket line, so to speak. Do you, do you see any uh, any upside in, or, or do you see a big upside in what he's uh, what he's getting into? No, I think most people are hoping and wishing, and they got this pie in the sky attitude that Jay-Z is going to move mountains and he's dealing with the NFL and I don't buy it at all. This whole thing stinks. It doesn't feel good. Uh, these are the same guys who blackballed Colin Kaepernick out of football because he wanted to stand up and say what was going on in this world, in this country. Unarmed black man being gunned down by police was a bad thing. And this is the same NFL that uh, harbors felons and guys who beat up women and abuse women and kids and are drug users and all kinds of other stuff. And those guys get second and third chances, but this guy doesn't play football. I don't know how Jay-Z could sit there and be with those guys. And it's not just about Colin having a job, but about what it is that they did to him and what they're capable of doing. And for people to think that he's going to be, well, you got to be in the room and he got to sit at the table to make things change. Things aren't going to change because that league is about make money. And they can't make money off of black people and black lives matter. They can make money off of uh, cancer awareness. They can make money off veterans. And, and go do your research and see how much money the NFL pushed the military uh, branches of this country so that we would wave at the, at the veterans at games. They charged them to do that. You know how much they, they don't even give all the money for the breast care, cancer awareness, all that pink stuff. That, all the money doesn't even go to that. They make money off of it. That's why I'm not buying that Jay-Z is going to change these guys. Okay, Rob. So, how do you really feel about it? <laughs> no, no. Sorry. Hey, hey. So, uh, and you, you know, a recent article, Fox Sports Radio uh, side, you were saying that what you're saying, you're staying true to it. You're saying that. Uh, well, it, basically, the headline is Rob Parker says Jay Z is a selfish and self-centered sellout. A lot of sell there, but okay. So, here's a question. What would it take, Rob? What would it take for you to change your opinion? And I'm talking about results of, you know what I'm saying, of what Jay-Z does. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'll wait and see what he can do. I don't think he'll be able to do anything with the group of guys that are there in the NFL. 
And here's the other thing that I hear people say. Well, what's the end game? Well, what's the end result? And people want stuff to happen overnight. Do, did people shut down cancer research because it's been 50 years and we haven't cured it? No, you keep working at it. There is no way. You want to eradicate it, but you don't. You, this, everybody expects, like, if, if we don't have a result after 10 months or a year and a half, now what? Now what? What are we doing? I don't understand that. Since when? These things take time, and I think what Colin did was great to bring uh, awareness to what was going on. And, and are you ready for this? Here it is, Chris. Mm-hmm. The NFL's done it already. Back in 1993, they took the Super Bowl away from the state of Arizona. The people of Arizona voted not to have the Martin Luther King holiday. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. why they have the holiday now? So they can have a Super Bowl. Because the NFL threatened them. And they mm-hmm. said, you'll never get another Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. want people to Google it and go do the research. And guess what happened? The people of Arizona, all of a sudden, voted for the Martin Luther King holiday. Rob, at, that tells at the me risk... That the NFL has some power, doesn't it? You are correct, sir. Excellent example. At the risk of getting on your bad side and receiving that catch trademark phrase, I still I want to ask you, though, is that not a little different in that that is a very clear cut situation? Whereas this one, you are you made another excellent point in that there is no end game. Well, what what end results are people wanting? What is the the actual measurable, tangible change that people want to see? It, it, it seems like it's not so much that. So does that not make this well, a little we different? Need some change. I don't know when people say that. I, we, it was at one time it was an epidemic of these guys being shot. We haven't had the same. Do you remember what it was? It was like every other week. So, so have people uh, understood what was going on? Has it slowed down? I'm not saying that it stopped, but there has been a difference already. To me. Hmm. Yeah, well, um man, we could we could keep going on with this. I think it's <laughs> I think it's fascinating. Um and I I'm one of those people who who feel like uh, I have to wait and see how how what he's trying to implement, how much he's going to be involved, just what, you know, <laughs> what comes but, but, about. But see, uh, this this is the problem. He's not a civil rights activist, okay? He's a former drug dealer who turned into a great rapper who's about money. He doesn't speak for black people. He doesn't. No he doubt. Stop that. But no, no. And, and I don't expect him to. But he's also done since he's had his platform, since he's, you know, basically elevated to, to where he is today. He's done a lot of things, I feel like, behind the scenes. Um, and we, we, we talked about it in the, in the first segment. Um, and. The work he did with Meek Mill, Meek Mill, and you know, trying to help his situation and get him out of that uh, probation and, and get a new trial, and and forming an, an alliance from that to work on uh, to work on uh, reforming the criminal justice system. I think he's. I think. I think his heart has been in the right place on things like that, and that's why I'm giving him. That's why I haven't just come out outright to say that this is terrible move and, and what's going to happen. But I, I'm I'm skeptical of it. But I want to believe that <laughs> that something good will come this was, of it. This was, a, this was a money grab. And people can, 
kid themselves all they want. This is about him and about money because it was easy to turn down the Super Bowl before. You know they don't pay for the Super Bowl, right? When you perform, do you know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was not, he didn't give up anything. There was no, there was no monetary uh, uh, value to him not doing the Super Bowl. And it just seems weird that now you're taking money for them. And then he had the audacity to go to tell people that, oh, it's time to uh, stop kneeling. Since when? Tell who to stop. I want you guys to explain to me how he has the right to tell people how they should protest or when they should stop. Well, I mean, Rob, uh, I, f- I feel it coming. I feel the trademark phrase. But, Rob, <laughs> listen. listen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, uh, so he what he's all he said was, I think we're past kneeling. I think he was he was answering the question about, you know, what is your take on on this type of thing? Or what are yay or nay or that type of thing? And I, I think what he was trying to say kneeling when Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, I, I agree with you on that, that, you know, I don't think it's it's his place to uh, to say how and in what way someone should protest but um but i do think that uh his point being that there has to be more action i i do agree with with that there has to be more follow-through from from all parties involved that includes him i mean he's on the clock now as far as i'm concerned so uh we'll we'll see what he does i mean i guess my i wanted to i want to turn it to you guys what do you expect Seriously, what do you really expect Jay-Z to get? You would really expect him to turn these owners who had to put in a Rooney rule just to interview black people because they never hi- – not only did they not hire black people for front office jobs, they wouldn't even interview them. So now Jay-Z is going to turn those guys into helping black people in the plight of the lives that we live? Do you really believe that? I just can't – I can't believe anybody believes that, that they're going to do that. Rob, that another excellent question. Okay, so wait, real quick, let me answer your question with a question. Rob, did you happen to tune in to Jay Z's appearance on Letterman, David Letterman's Netflix show? I did not see it. I w- I would love to get your opinion on that because when he went on there, Let- Letterman. Look, I used to work for Letterman for a short period of time, and Letterman is he's a ma- a master interviewer. He's a master at getting the guest the guest where he wants him to be. He tried to do a couple things to get Jay Z to say a couple things. Jay Z saw right through it and stayed true to who he was and to his point about you know his life and about life in general. He, he just I was very impressed with how how just you know focused he was and I, i'm just wondering you know if if he wasn't going to come on that stage and change it all just for fun and, and laughs and jokes why, why would he come on a bigger stage uh, why would he change to come on a bigger stage but i i just wonder if he doesn't have some type of something in mind and i look to the stake in nfl ownership perhaps this this reported stake in ownership is something that he is moving towards and maybe he wants to one day work himself into a majority ownership position and then uh, you know maybe he would be able to just uh, literally do all the good that he wants with with regards to the team and, and how it's run a 5% as a 5% owner or whatever the small number is going right. to eventually be and hope that one of those guys will sell him the team at some point I mean that's why I say that's why I say selfish. It's about that's about him. 
Well, I mean, it's about him. If if it well, it's well, but but what if he does get that majority stake, and all of a sudden he's like Eddie Murphy back in back in the day when he's making movies, like have an entire black, you know a bunch of black uh, extras, and you know really teaching people, hey, there are folks out here who can do these jobs, and I'm I'm throwing open the doors and bringing them all in. Perhaps that's his end game. I mean, remember, do you remember when um, LL Cool J did an and he did an ad for Gap, and he got on there and he advertised his own clothing line, and they had no clue that he for did us, it. By us. Yes, yes. <laughs> you remember that? I do, I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not as optimistic as you guys are, and I'm not saying, hey, if he's able to do something and turn something around, I'm all for it. But I'm just, I'm leery of it. I can't trust NFL owners. They've already proven who they are and what they've done, so I it's hard for me to it's hard for me to trust in them. I, I, I just I just don't believe that they have our interests in hand. They can't make money off black people's the plight of black people. So I don't believe that they're going to ultimately do anything that's going to help us. What that, do, that's just Rob. What do we have to do to get Jay Z on Undisputed? Because that's a conversation I would. Love to see what, what do we have to do? Uh, anything. Well, hey, we would love to have him. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what, what the. I would love to debate him. I'd love to have him on my radio show and talk to him. I, w- I would love to talk to JD. Well. It's not about just ripping people. I just don't. To me, sometimes you got to look at uh, taking money from certain people. And, and, and I'll, give you a perfect, I'll give you an example of, of people who don't have, and I don't want to name the organization. I think you'll know what I'm talking about. But an organization that hates black people offers us uh, free food and they're going to pay for Little League for our kids. Some, some money you just would refuse not to take, even if it was to benefit you because of where it's coming from. True. And in this case, I just don't believe the NFL, what they did to Colin Kaepernick goes against everything that sports is supposed to be about which is supposed to be about an equal playing field and the best guy wins the job. That's why we're in a country that's 85, 80-something percent white, yet the league is 75% black. You know why? Because the best guy gets the job. And that's what they took away from Colin when they decided that they would bring back old 40-year-old quarterbacks and guys who can't play rather than give him a job. That's that's that deep. Well, here's my thing with that, though, Rob. I felt like why why weren't more players behind? Why why weren't more players willing to take a step? CL, that's a great because that could be them, you know, with something different. Because all it would take them one day to shut down the league and not play, and and Colin would be in the league. Exactly. The problem is, ask yourself, why don't they have guaranteed contracts? Why don't they get paid? The NFL makes more money than Major League Baseball, and the baseball players get ten times the money that the football players make because they're not together. They don't have solidarity. They don't understand that they have power in numbers. They have been divided and conquered. They, they, They talk out against each other when they're going for contracts. That's the only sport that does it because they've let these owners uh, dictate what what goes on and it keeps them at odds against each other. That's why they're where they are. 
Yeah, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking out on contracts, we, we were going to ask you about Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> he, he had a comment a while back about Duke Johnson and, and wanting to be traded uh, from Cleveland. And now recently, um, uh, this GQ article, uh, he was quoted uh, seemingly taking a shot at, at Daniel Jones and, and the Giants selecting him um, as early as they did in the first round this year. Uh, but he's since gone on and basically walked that back and said he was taken out of context and said he reached out to Jones and everything. How was that taken out of context? Did you read that quote? He <laughs> <laughs> said he couldn't believe that they... they, they uh drafted them as, as high, and a lot of people thought that. But see, a lot of guys, they get in there, and that's their excuse. Always blame the messenger. Oh, it was out of context, and the media did this, and the media did that. Man, that's Baker Mayfield. Tell him to win a, uh, two games against teams <laughs> over 500, and then we'll pay attention. Boom! <laughs> Boom! We need to have Rob back every ask week. About, ask every if week. the Browns are going to make the playoffs. Ask Boom! <laughs> B- bombs, straight bombs. Come on, baby. So you're not high on the Browns. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Finally, I found the someone. Know how to the play. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Straight justice right here. <laughs> Chris has been saying the same thing. Man, we could go on and on. Oh yeah, totally. Um, this, totally. this seemed like hey, two minutes. Just you'll be able to invite me back. Oh gosh, of man. course, already. Of course, you know that. It's it's an open line whenever you want to come back, man. We uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight uh, here on the Sibling Rivalry Sports Show. We're going to cut to commercial, but uh, please stay tuned with us here on 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill, where we always chill. Time to talk football, football, more football on both the pro and the college level. Just wanting to just thank Rob Parker once again for joining us and for for, for delivering on that interesting convo. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit, CL, about... What I like to, I always like to say when it falls in this category, your boy, your former boy, A.B., having a big-time helmet issue out there in Oakland, CL. It's a clown show at this point, if you ask me. I mean, he's got to just play the game, man. Just get something. What I haven't seen from anybody so far, media outlets, I would like to see the comparison. I mean, I've seen him talk about it, it. it hinders his vision or whatever. Um, but I would like to see a comparison between what's the updated helmet that he's supposed to wear and what this helmet is that he's trying to hold on to, to see if it's that big of a difference. I, I just don't understand. And you're talking about just visually, if it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to see what the difference is. Like, right. why why would he not like the helmet? Especially since they've known the players have known that they were going to have to phase out certain helmets or whatever and get new ones. So this shouldn't be an August issue. If this is going to be an issue, it should have been fought sometime in the off season where it could be clear up. So once training camp began, he could be off and running with whatever helmet he was going to wear. All right. You know what? I'm going to come out of left field based on what you just said. I'm going to come out of left field. What, what if, 
CL. I've seen some crazy stories pop up in the preseason with marquee players, keeping them out for various reasons. And then all of a sudden, when it's time for the season, oh, they're, they're good. They're good to go. What if this were one of those? What if this was, and I don't, I don't know why they would do that. Uh, maybe it's because, hey, why isn't he practicing? Hey, uh, is he getting special privileges or what? I don't know. I don't know what it is. You just answered it yourself. Why, why would they do that? I mean, he's a veteran guy. You could easily just say, we're saving our veteran guy. Le'Veon Bell hadn't played in the preseason so far for the New York Jets, and he didn't play at all last year. True. So if you wanted to get somebody hits, he should be in the game right now, right? But he's a veteran guy. Why would you question, okay, they're, they're holding out this veteran guy? Like That's not showing preferential treatment. You've earned it to but a certain extent. But he's practicing, though. He's in there at training camp, right? A.B.'s doing diddly. A.B. needs to practice because he doesn't know Derek Carr like that. Like, they don't have just the natural chemistry that they've played together so long. They understand each other. So, you know, I mean, that ain't my problem, you know, (laughs) with the Raiders. But you could tell with with, uh, their general manager, Mike uh, Mayock, coming out saying— You know, we want them to be all in or what have you. They're they're tired of it, so we're going to see what happens. Well, I'm going to go with what I heard Coach Tony Dungy say, a Hall of Fame coach, on um, on the uh, football morning show. Um, he just basically said he's there as a coach. He's there to help the players. What he would do if it were him, it would, it would be go to AB and say, hey, look, you know, we need to get you out there in the field. Let's 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 do it for the team. Let's do it for the team, and let's just, you know, he he, he said, Coach Dungey said, hey, I I had my helmet. I get it. I had my helmet. I liked, but I wouldn't have worn my helmet over this helmet. I would have worn this helmet because it is a better helmet, it's safer. So that's I, that's his take, and that's my take. Tony Dungey is a reasonable man. AB don't want to hear <laughs> about no team. Yeah. Now switch to yo boy. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson, quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Gladly switched to him. uh, And you know what, CL, after that 18-yard touchdown run that was called back, who cares it was called back, against Green Bay, after I saw that in the preseason, scrambling, juking, jumping, and scoring, I I said, you know what, that's my quarterback right there. That is my – I'll tell you why. Number one is because I love his leadership. Now, what we're talking about here is an example of that. LJ, after that game, went up to Aaron Rodgers and said, hey, Goat, what's up, Goat? How you doing, Goat? Good to meet you, Goat. I I love – I have loved watching you play. And Aaron Rodgers said, hey, hey, young fella, how you doing? You know, it was a good exchange. CL, I'm telling you the part that weirded me out was when uh, Aaron Rodgers, it, it looked like it was coming to a logical end, and Aaron Rodgers slips in, hey, just slide. Just slide. I was like, what, huh? What? Oh, man, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I just felt like, why are you trying to kind of bottle him up and categorize him in your category? Because he's, he's a little bit of a scrambling running back, uh, quarterback. And why are you trying to categorize him with you? Let, let him be who he is. If he goes out there and gets hurt, let him. Let him. Let him just be who he is. Why do that? I think you're overthinking this, man. Like, why do you think he's categorized? Why do you think just that one quip means he categorized Lamar as some <laughs> runner? I mean, running is part of what Lamar does. Everybody knows yes. that. Yes. So, it's just a little it was a little to me I just took it as a little joke with a with a hint of truth in it like (laughs) he doesn't want to get hit man he doesn't want to take these NFL hits that's right over the course of the season so if anything it's sage advice 
from the goat, as, as Lamar called them. Sage advice, which, again, uh, it, do you think that Lamar doesn't know that? I mean, he knows to get down. He knows what he's – I think he knows what he's doing. That's my point. I think he knows what he's doing, CL. Just a joke, man. It's just a joke. All right. Well, college football then. Let's go to college football. What what did you see on the, on the horizon that's happening? What I think it's funny this type of time of year um, – we, and we're seeing it locally play out at Carolina and NC State right now. Wake Forest has named their quarterbacks. But coaches tend to not name a starter. Like, what's the purpose, man? What's the purpose? Why, why do you think it's giving you some kind of competitive advantage going into the first game? I don't understand it. Team scout uh, tendencies from coaches. They don't scout the necessary—well, they do, but they don't necessarily scout the specific player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I see you there. Yet, let's take Carolina. In the case of Carolina, it's either going to be air raid or it's going to be balanced or they're going to really try to rely on those three excellent running backs that they have. So it, it, it kind of matters the quarterback that Mac Brown's going to put in. I personally, I like it. You know what's interesting? I just thought of this. Both of my teams, the teams that I root for, the you know, my alma mater, Tar Heels, our alma mater, and then, you know, the, the Ravens that I root for, they both are going into the season with a cloud around what they're actually going to do offensively. And I love it, CL. I don't think it's a cloud. How's it a cloud when we saw Lamar Jackson play for the Raiders? I mean, the Ravens last year. How's it? How's it a cloud? Here's how it's a cloud because they're adding elements. He's going through a full preseason as a starter. They're adding passing elements. Nobody knows what they're going to do. And look, John Harbaugh said they're going to. Re- how's that a cloud? That it, nobody no knows cloud. what they're going to do. Everybody know what they're going to do. Really? Yes. Really. The same thing they did last year. No. With, with a few wrinkles here and there. Yeah, you can't overhaul the entire system. Why why not? You got a new offensive coordinator. No, because you got the same quarterback. And you if you're tailoring, well, you know, it'll be a mistake if they okay. overhaul the All whole right. system. Because you're that. tailoring to his specific talents. You're not sure. you're not making him all of a sudden making him into a pocket passer that's gonna throw forty times a game. That's not happening. Harbaugh said Come it's on. going to revolutionize. I don't care what Harbaugh said. Oh, wh- why has it got to be like that, Because <laughs> it's always like that if you're talking <laughs> about Baltimore. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But uh, I, I just think college specifically, like, they're taking this way too seriously, man. Hmm. It's, it's not that deep. Name a starter, go with your guy. If anything, it gives the starter confidence from day one once you name him. I think Wake Forest naming Jamie. Newman, their starter, uh, and and the team rallying behind him right now. This is our guy. Let's go. You know what I mean? You waiting and, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, NC State is Bailey Hockman or it's Matt McKay or maybe it's Devin Lear. Like, name somebody, man, and go. <laughs> All right. CL wants us that specific, and we're going to get specific with you when we come back with the one and only Brownout, only on Sibling Rivalry Sports, 97.9 The Hill. Welcome back to Sibling Rivalry Sports on 97.9 The Hill. We are in speed mode here for the brownout. The brownout. The early statistics on the NFL's rule allowing coaches to challenge pass interference calls have overwhelmingly shown a tendency to stick to the call on the field. Is this just bringing more confusion to the game? That was a bad rule to begin with to allow coaches to challenge this. It's just, it's just clouding up the game, man. 
Interesting. I, I love it. I love the rule. Even though it's a low percentage, I love the rule. I want them to get it right. It's going to happen. Royce White called out LeBron James for not advocating that the Lakers sign his friend Carmelo Anthony instead of Jared Dudley. Does White have a point? Royce White doesn't have a point because at this point in the game, Jared Dudley is a better catch-and-shoot player than Carmelo Anthony is, and that's what the Lakers need on their roster, not LeBron's friend. Exactly. I think when you're building a roster, you got to go with what's really going to get it won. And, uh, you know, the sentiment is for Carmelo, but hey, 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 let's give guys who are going to make a difference a chance. Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores had Jay-Z songs played eight straight times during the team's Tuesday practice, which was conspicuously following Kenny Stills' criticism of the Raptors' partnership with the NFL. Do you believe this was a coincidence, as Flores stated, or something more sinister? I mean, I'm going to give Flores the benefit of the doubt and say it was just coincidental because... JC is played in workout rooms and, you know, all throughout the league. So it's not like it's it's out of the ordinary to hear Jay-Z played. I think it, you know what, CL, I think it was I think it was coincidental, but part of me is like, no, it was I like Flores, man. He's cool. Even though the Ravens face him week one, I still I still really like what he brings to the table. And uh it, for all of it, it's sort of like what you said earlier. It's a wait and see. Can we wait and see? But wasn't it interesting what you brought up, what he was playing in the locker room? Yeah, still went with Nas. No no word on whether he played Ether or not. Next question. There's been a lot of consternation that the biggest names declining to play for USA Basketball could lead to embarrassment at the FIBA World Cup. Is there legitimate cause for concern? The NBA is the deepest league in the world for a reason with talent, um, and the USA leads <laughs> all, all nations. So I'm not concerned at all. I think they're going to bring home the gold. I'm very concerned. I'm just going to leave it at that, CF. I am very concerned, but we're not concerned about you all joining us. Thank you so much for doing so. My name is Chris Brown. I'm C.L. Brown. And this is Sibling, Sibling Rivalry, Rivalry Sports, Sports on 97.9 The Hill.